Coffee Black, and this is the Fire in the Kitchen Podcast. Um, this should be an introspective series where I come and spit out my thoughts, crazy shit that's going on in my head, funny shit that happened to me during the day, and any and everything that you want to talk about, you want to hear. Um, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I'm an avid reader, I'm an avid smoker, I'm a food enthusiast, and I love feedback, so, that being said, if you hear something here that you enjoy, then uh, let me know, if you hear something you don't like, go fuck yourself, let's start the show. Coffee Black. Hey, did you download the Anchor app yet? Because if you didn't, you're missing out on probably the best part of my show. Um, my sleeper picks are super fucking dope. And with the Anchor app, you get a 30 second snippet of every song that I select for every episode. So if you don't have Anchor, you're missing out on the best experience and the best listening uh, listening experience for this show. Plus, with the Anchor app, you can start your own podcast. Get out there and say something if you feel like you have something to say. So get the fucking app, man. Don't be lazy. It's one download, and it's uh, it's in the Google Play Store. I just found out that it's in the Apple uh, Apple App Store or whatever you guys have over there but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have the Anchor app it's free to download it's easy to sign up you can use Facebook even so do me a favor if you, li- if you like this show and you want to experience this show the best way possible download the fucking Anchor app and get in the show Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's the Kid Coffee Black, Fire in the Kitchen podcast. Uh, man, coming to you live from the studio today. This is a rare show. I'm actually uh, off work. In, it's about 7 o'clock at night. Uh, sun is slowly setting. The neighborhood is calm. Um, ain't too many cars and trucks running up and down. The fucking highway out there and there really ain't no no barking dogs and shit right now you know the birds ain't really chirping either which is kind of weird to think about it um usually it's always some activity i can count on some kind of oh well, shit i spoke too soon there goes the birds it's always some kind of a uh, wildlife going crazy around me when i record outside so Expect normal background noise. Expect uh, some dings and some clacks from me breaking up some weed and some scraping sounds and some coughing. You know, regular old shit that comes along when you listen to the Fire in the Kitchen podcast. 
before I get too deep into my show. Uh, shout out to all of my listeners across the various streaming platforms, be it Spotify. Make sure you hit that follow button on the Spotify app or uh, Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe, comment. I don't. I really don't care what you put in the comments, man. You can really just be like, "Yo, dude told me to comment on this, and I'm doing it because I like his show." Uh, all of this shit helps apparently drive me up to the top of whatever the metaphorical podcast charts are there on their platform. Um, shout out to anybody who's listening to this on the Google Podcast app. Um, you can follow me there as well. That way you can get a new update every day when I drop a new show. Um, shout out to anybody who's listening to my show on Stitcher Radio or Overcast or all of those different spots. Uh, shout out to the first, last, and long time listeners. Shout out to anybody who is listening to this show for the first time and will never pick this motherfucker up again. Um, shout out to the single moms, man. Um, I, I, uh, I've had long, extensive conversations with two single moms very recently who have been, um, major, major influences in a part of my growth process as far as taking myself, um, as I am now and transitioning into the man that I would like to become, the father that I would like to become, um, yeah, man, it's just, they, they've been helping me on my personal journey. One of them is my best friend in the world, Cameron. And the other is my mom. Um, I never would have thought long ago um, that the relationship that my, me and my mother have now would be as strong as it is. Um, but I am super, super grateful that I could call her in the middle of the day at 12 o'clock when I had a random thought. Um, and just bounce it off of her and let her give me 30 minutes worth of game while she's in the middle of trying to build her empire and maintain her life. Um, used to be a time where I thought she was just a little too busy or maybe I was just, you know, caught up in my own head, but I didn't do my due diligence in establishing and building that relationship. So now I'm putting in the work, man. I'm actually doing the work. And, uh, the best thing about doing this show and being on my, my self-help journey, if you will, is seeing the work being put into play and manifesting itself naturally. Last last night I had a conversation with my dog, my best friend I should say, um, about leadership. And it's it's one of the reoccurring themes of my life because um toxic masculinity alert as a man <laughs> um a lot of the times we feel as if we need to take the leadership role when it comes to just about everything in our life. And in order to be a healthy and effective leader, I have to find ways to uh, lead everyone. Not just people in my family, but uh, other people around me, people at my job, people in I just meet out in everyday life. I have to find effective ways of communicating what I want from these people so we can all achieve our goals. And uh, I said on the show before that I need to soften my response to certain um, situations. So, you know, today I went to the grocery store. Um, this is a long, drawn-out story Story that, uh, you know, it, it will have 
twists and turns. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know everything that I say has a has a, a point. You know, it's just I have a very roundabout way of getting to say what I need to say. But anyhow, um, I was walking around the grocery store uh, today, and I, you know, got groceries. I came home and put all of the groceries away, and there wasn't very much room in our freezer. We got a small freezer, you know, very tiny refrigerator uh, set up. So, like the week. Um, as I'm going through and I'm checking labels and I'm checking, you know, expiration dates and I'm looking at what food should stay and what food should go, I come across a bag of lima beans that are extremely frostbitten. Now these, these, uh, this particular set of lima beans have been in our freezer for, you know, a while. And, um, you know, I'll take 100% ownership here. I broke roommate code. I threw out food without asking. That's one. So I have to take ownership and responsibility for my actions there. That's rule one. Now, um, when this happened, it wasn't brought to my attention immediately that I had crossed the line. It was later brought up by my my other roommate, my male roommate, you know what I'm saying? And, and in his defense, he was also protecting his lady. But in the tone and the manner in which he approached me, I, I, I understood that he had other frustrations that he hadn't addressed with me yet. And there was something else that he needed to say to me. He wasn't just mad about the lima beans. Because in reality, he really didn't give a fuck about the lima beans. You know. And uh, in that moment, I wanted to be um, angry, man. And I wanted to jab back. But I realized that that's not going to help me. That's not constructive. Um, and I'm trying to push away from that type of communication. I'm trying to be a healthy, effective communicator. So if I, in that moment, would have lashed out and lashed back, I would have been doing myself a disservice. I would have been um, going the reverse of the direction that I want to head in. And then I also started to think about, well, shit, man, I'm trying to work on the relationship that I have with my daughter and be, you know, be more receptive and be um, lighter and a little more tender with her in order to elicit the responses that I need when problems arise for her when she doesn't know how to handle them. So in that, that situation right there, I realized, yo, like, I have to tender my responses you know, so instead of jabbing back, you know, I, I waited until I got home and, you know, I apologized first. Made it be known that I was unaware that those lima beans would ever, ever, ever be used. You know, and um, I offered to pay for them. And I also offered, you know, for us to sit down and have a dialogue. If you want to sit down and have a conversation with me from the tone that my, my exact response was, I'm sorry I wasn't aware that you were ever going to use the lima beans. However, the tone in which you talked to me on the phone indicated that you had something that you needed to say. If you would like to have a conversation with me, we could sit down and we could talk. If not, I'm still sorry. I took ownership of what I did. As to before, man, shit, man, I could say maybe even six months ago, 
that would have been a fight, and I would have been ready for that fight. I would have took that issue and made it into something else and took something that I was upset with him about and, and made it into something that it didn't need to be. I love seeing my own improvement. And that, <laughs> yeah, this is me patting myself on the fucking back right here. I dare, I deserve a little bit of praise for how far I've come with um, just my attitude. I got a long way to go. I ain't quite there yet. Um, but I also know that I'm a work in progress. And uh, my patience will really, really, really be tested this weekend because my daughter is coming to town. And I found out that she's stealing. And I know I come on here all the time and I, I, I brag about my kid. I boast about my kid. You know, I, I, I heap all of the praise on her in the world. Uh, I also know this isn't her first instance of being caught doing something this devious. And in the past, it would have been all threats of me, you know, ready to whoop her ass and all of the old school shit that is counterproductive. Because at some point she won't fear me. At some point she won't fear her mom. You know, right now, she's in the stage to where she's more embarrassed than she than anything. I don't have to put my hands on her. Her mom doesn't have to whoop her ass. Disappointment is the worst thing in the world. When it was finally revealed that this kid had a, a fucking cl uh, locker full of art supplies that she was lifting from the goddamn art teacher, she threw up. Just based off the guilt. I can't be mad at her because of things that I did and the things that um, things that I'm currently doing. <laughs> I also have to be able to communicate with her in a way to where I can get to the bottom of this. Talking to my mom, she said, I... I I, I I I spend too much time with the problems and not enough time on the solutions. <coughs> and I really want to get to the bottom of this, man. I want to I want to find out what the root cause of this, because this kid gets everything she wants. So, you know, she wants for nothing. You know, she she's one of those kids that if she looks at something too hard, I'm gonna get it for her because she behaves herself. And I believe that this is an this is a, a an outlier, you know, in a string of good behavior, and I have to treat it as such. But I also need to find out what the root cause of this is, because it's coming from somewhere. And I don't want to use the old cliche, cliche excuse of "oh, she's not getting enough attention." You know what I'm saying? And that's not to say maybe that's not what it is. Maybe I need to do more. You know, I just got to do my part, I guess, to to figure out what what the fuck is going on. I don't really take pride in too much other than her. So I don't know. She's the closest thing to perfect that I have, and I've, I've realized that um thing that I treasure is is imperfect and I 
don't know, man. I didn't. It's not to say that I thought she was perfect before. It's just this one scared me. It kind of rocked me a little bit. She reminds me a little too much of myself, and I think that's the scariest part of all of this. I gotta be better for her because I love her. I love her more than anything in the world. I know uh, love is gonna guide me. Love is the answer, man. So I, I'm worried, but I'm not worried. I'm not discouraged, I should say. I know that uh, I'll find a way to get through to her. I just have to keep working on me. Make myself susceptible to the information. So, yeah, man, uh, hey man, I, I, I come on here because I love you, dog. I come from a love supreme. Shout out to Nikki and Phil. Um, yeah, man, download that Anchor app, like I told y'all in the beginning. Let's have these conversations. I'm in Facebook jail right now, so I don't really have the chance to share the show on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, man, fire. I ain't got to say it too much, man. Shit, y'all already know who I fuck with. It's currency, dog. Uh, him, you know, him and Wiz Khalifa pretty much shaped my motherfucking adolescence on, on into uh, later on adulthood. Really, man, it's about smoking weed. Being cool, having peace, having a beautiful woman by your side, and maybe a Chevy. This is a currency forever. Like I said, man, currency, whiz, whiz, currency. How fly the mixtape basically just put all of this shit in perspective for me, man. Cool niggas rapping about weed and pretty bitches. What else do you, you know, ask for? So, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Taylor.